Welcome to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Over the next hour, you will learn about the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Now, here is Christine. Welcome to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. I am an Ayurvedic health coach, yoga practitioner, and I've been in the beauty industry for over 30 years. On the show, we'll talk about health, wellness, and beauty in the mind, body, and soul. Today, my guest is Billy Ward. Billy Ward loves life, and he wants to share that love in effort to help us live more fully. Growing up, Billy always had a curiosity about what this life was about and how he could make the most of it. At a young age, he wrestled with the idea of dying. He knew that life was fleeting, and as a result of that awareness, Billy strives to make the most of what time he has here on Earth. Please give him a warm welcome. Welcome, Billy. Hey, Christine. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's a real pleasure to be here with you. And yes, I'm so excited. Same. And I want to hear more and tell our listeners more about you. Um, so let's start there. Let's talk about your, you know, your story and your background and how you got here. Cool. Um, you know, uh, as you're asking and as I'm processing your question, I'm like, how far should should I go back? And I think it, it's fair, at least for right now, just to kind of go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the oldest of four children um, growing up, and um, I, I think it was around seventh or eighth grade. Uh, my dad was a, a psychologist in private practice. Uh, I did individual and marital counseling and... Um, I think I was like a seeker, like, uh, like I was searching, um, Mm -hmm. you know, at at a very young age, um, what, what's the meaning of all this here? Like, what, what is the truth? Like, what, what is, what is this life really all about? And, um, in seventh, eighth, seventh and eighth grade, um, I went to a Catholic grammar school and I was an altar server. And so during the course of the week, I would, um, serve funerals. So for two and a half years, two or three times a week, um, you know, my oldest son is in seventh grade right now. And I'm, I'm kind of imagining him, like I would walk over, um, I would put on like my alb and, um, I'd, I'd assist the priest doing the funeral, but what was really happening is I would be behind the altar and I would be witnessing all the families mourning the, the loss of their loved one. And, and, and for somebody who was overthinking and um, a perfectionist, it, it lent itself to a lot of late nights. Um, mm. Eventually, my mom and I decided that it's probably good that I don't alter serve. Like I was <laughs> somewhere in between like uh, my my eighth grade year. And, um, we also, in my town, we had, uh, a situation where we, um, three young men, uh, lost their lives in my town, um, at oh. all within the span of like a seventh or eighth month period. One of them was my neighbors. One of them was a guy I played baseball with. And it just like some of my fears that I was having was like, it, it, it was like mirroring, like real life mm-hmm. was kind of mirroring some of Actualizing. what I Actualizing, Yeah. Beard, and I was like, "What? Wait, um, ha- having now been been you know an adult and and older, and knowing that 
I don't know that there's anything worse um, that families have to deal with when losing a loved one in terms of what I've seen in my experience. Mm -hmm. um, and for, uh, I remember one night I was playing, like literally um, playing manhunt in the woods with my friends, like eighth grade, dressed in fatigues, hiding amongst the bush. And I'm, I'm thinking about life and these three young men, and I'm crying my eyes out, like all by myself, just like hiding in the woods. And um, my friends eventually find me and they're like, are you okay, Billy? And I'm like, uh, and what do you, what do you tell your 12, 13 year old buddy? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm thinking about like what, what, what life is really all about. And I'm, I'm worried. And so I just say goodbye to my buddies and I went home and I sought, sought the help of my father. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad and I had already had a relationship where we would talk um, a lot about life and um, feel really blessed to have been raised by a man who was open and vulnerable and willing really to hold space um, really my entire life um, mm -hmm. up until when he passed. Uh, but, uh, you know, my my journey of wellness really, I think, started way back when. And uh, my dad started giving me books, um, um, ideas, uh, things to kind of chew on. But he and I had kind of like a running dialogue. And um, I would say like that that first kind of experience and that brush with death, um, not only in my own personal experience with some of the, the boys that I knew in town, but also witnessing all this mourning, I, I kind of wanted to get it like I wanted to and, and I'm still trying to get it. I'm not I'm not mm. the guy with the answers, um, but I'm still seeking truth. And I think at a very young age, like I wanted to understand what what are we really here to do? Mm. Um, Our what, dharma. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what are we here to experience? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think that lent itself to, I, I was involved in a lot of sports and activities and that kind of gave me a chance to really express myself as a young boy. And even as I grew up in, in high school and college, um, and there are a lot of parallels between just sports and spiritual development. Um, but that, that for me, the foundation was really, um, death, death and dying, um, and I'm thinking about this quote, I think it was by this gentleman, O'Malley. Uh, it's through the realization of death that we learn how to live. Mm. Um, and I think having faced some of that as, as a youngster um, kind of forced me into kind of like this, this thoughtful period of, um, and I didn't have, yeah, like I said, I didn't have it all figured out by 13, 14, 15. It's kind of been a journey and I'm still learning, but I think that was like really the start of kind of, um, my, my spiritual, uh, experience, um, coupled with, uh, as we're talking, um, my mom, my mom would take me on walks in the woods a lot, uh, with mm -hmm. our dogs and the walk wasn't ever for anything other than just to be together. And it was, I, I think like she was like cultivating my connection to, to just being in nature and we were we were a beach family, but this was like a pretty specific place that we would go in the woods. There's a beautiful stream, you know, the sun kind of peering through the, all the trees. And um, I think I have her to thank for that, like um, just kind of getting me outside and really just appreciating the the birds, the simplicity of the water. Um, I experience a lot of um, 
a lot of God just in nature. And so um, as I'm kind of fun to think. Yeah. Fun no, it's so talking. interesting how, you know, so much came to you in that silence in nature, in the woods, mm-hmm. you know, that you were thinking so much and so much came to you at such a young age in, in that silence. And now what you are bringing into the world, how it's kind of come full circle. Yeah, it is. Um, it's kind of interesting how, how it works out that way sometimes. Yeah. But you also, like you were saying, you, you were starting to touch on sports and how there is similarities in the sports. And you were a football player. Am I correct? You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I pause, um, I played quarterback and I don't, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that I would have played football at any really other position. Um, quarterback is a position that's kind of, you're in the middle of a lot of chaos, uh, mm-hmm. but you kind of have to maintain your composure and, um, calmness to order kind of see through the fray and, 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 and lead, you know, lead, lead with love. And so I think, playing quarterback was really my first opportunity where somebody was um, giving me the ball and saying, we, we want, we want you to lead. And mm. I, I might've not, I, I might've been a leader as a young person, but not the loudest leader. Um, not the guy that was going to be like, Hey, I'll, I'll take it. But when the ball was given to me, I was ready. And it was kind of a, it was a very humbling experience. Um, then I would also say, what I started to experience in sports was this this flow like state um, where it seemed like just everything kind of just funneled into the moment right in front of me, and um, I wouldn't hear a lot of what was going on at the games. Um, I felt like I was in my own little bubble, and. Um, I didn't feel alone. Like I felt, I felt guided in those moments. And, and I started to kind of connect the dots. I'm like, I I feel really good. Like when, when I'm in this place, um, this is actually an unbelievable way to feel. And um, I remember talking with my, my dad about it and be like, dad, I, I think that there's something to this state. And there wasn't a lot of literature at that time around flow state or, um, mindset. Um, there were some old books I was reading. I was like, dad, I think there's a way to tap into this flow state when I'm not playing football. Mm. And, um, and, and I'm I'm not the first person to, to say that or, or do that. But I remember having this personal experience where I'm like, I, I think I can tap into this state of absolute presence even when I don't put this helmet on, because playing football, you put a helmet on. It's kind of a transformative thing. It was like, shoo, okay, let's just let's just go out and mm-hmm. let's just play. Um, and but in your own little bubble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're like a total, like literally, you put on a and you have like this mask, and and you look through it, and it's almost like it changes the way you look at things because. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some responsibilities. You, you you step right, you hand it off, you throw right, you look at what's going on in front of you, um, you feel the energy of the huddle. Um, and, and I think football really gave me a chance to tap into that flow state, Christine, and then kind of questioning outside of that, hey, how do I 
how do I begin to experience these states of mind or this immense uh, presence in the moment um, when I'm just um, talking to somebody or eating ice cream or whatever it is I'm doing? Um, and, and is it possible to stay there all, all the time? Mm. Um so uh, I love playing sports and I, uh, it, it was just, uh, it was yeah, fun you, to play and running around and throwing balls. And, um, you said the word chaos and I feel, always feel like when there's chaos, there's, there's change and we can't always make that change happen. We have to call on that higher force outside of us, you know, that God force outside of us. I always, that's what I always think about when I think about chaos. Mm. And then you also said, you know, in that, in that protective bub bubble, you actually literally have protection on. So it's almost like you felt, or, and I think, you know, this is just the human part of us that feels like when we have some sort of protection on us, whether it be a blanket and yoga, a jacket, gear in any sort of sport, we feel more invincible or safer. Um, and so when you were just saying all that, those were all the things that were popping into my mind. But the biggest one being that word chaos. And um, I don't, do you, do you feel that way? Do you feel like when there's chaos, you have to call on that, that higher power as well as yourself? For sure. Um, you know, thinking about my, my experience on the football field, it, it, it felt like there's a lot of chaos um, around me, you know, people fighting in front of me to try to get to the ball. And I, I think what I learned, um, and it's funny, my dad would always talk about composure, being calm, cool and collected. And I, I think what I've learned is that even in life, when it becomes chaotic, um, not only can I be aware of the, the army of angels and guides that I have around me, which is like kind of like an interesting concept to think about, right? Like we have, we have these angels kind of rooting us on. And if we were like, if like even looking into the Zoom right now, if I, if I were to imagine like 15 angels kind of like cheering me on right now, like that's going to, I might stand up a little bit taller. I might um, be a little bit more flowing with what, what comes up and what wants to come out. Um, I, I do like to, to imagine that. In fact, I've been sharing that a lot, um, in the studio with, uh, with clients, like imagine, imagine because it. I really yeah. believe, um, they're in your front row cheering you on, right? I'm not the only one with guides. We all have guides. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they're at some far away place either. I think they're kind of, I think they're kind of in the area and, and they are cheering us on and, um, why, why not? Why, why not adopt uh, a mentality that says, um, I don't, I, I know that I have to do some things alone. Um, I know that I have to face myself and I know I, it requires some courage, but to, to use my imagination and to allow some other forces, uh, whether it be God or angels or good energy um, to support me and, and, and what I'm doing. And so I think from like the chaos on the football field, it's like, Hey, like life is hard. Um, mm -hmm. 
in the same way that I played football, I can, I can do hard things with grace mm. um, in, 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 in the real, real life scenarios. Um, yeah. And I think when you've, walked into a person's home who has lost a young person at a very young age, mm -hmm. um, you become much more capable of, of doing that as an adult and, and knowing how to hold space and knowing that you don't have to say anything. Sometimes it's just showing up, right? Like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to say when I enter into somebody's home. It's like, that's the, that's the beauty of the unknown. I, I don't even know what you and I are going to talk about next. Like, right. <laughs> That's kind of like, um, and to some people that might be like, oh, no, no, I want to know. I'm like, well, that, this is kind of the fun part of mm -hmm. being present and seeing what unfolds. Right. We can't do it wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. exactly. I know that the last time that I ever said, um, I'm calm, I'm cool, collected, I was definitely just relying on myself and I was in a space of so uncomfortable. Um, and then I passed out. So I wish that I called on my angels at that time in my life, because I was really only relying on myself. And I think if we do that, we just set ourselves up for it being that much harder when we can call on all those other you know, beautiful guides and God yeah. and angels. And yeah. so I I love that thought that you had. No, Thank me you too. For sharing that. Yeah. How about yourself? Uh, what What about you for um, you, your your journey, your spiritual journey? Where Where did Where did that begin for you? Well, when we come back from the short break, break, I will tell you a little bit more. Awesome. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Billy Ward. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Ignited Goddess offers a professional and personalized eight-week radiant health course designed for women. This online course consists of custom design modules based on the principles of Ayurveda and yoga with an emphasis on mind, body, and soul to support well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Clients are rewarded with a renewed sense of beauty and life-changing results. Participants in the course meet twice a week online in a group environment. The program starts with personal, one-on-one -on -one individual consultation with each client. Each weekly course offers creative building blocks to strengthen a healthy foundation towards better health and well-being. For more information on Ignited Goddess and details regarding the Radiant Health course, visit ignitedgoddess.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Ignited Goddess explores health well-being and the love of beauty. You will learn the many healing modalities and find the right one for you. The commonality is the connection of mind, body, and spirit. Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Ignited Goddess show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. Wherever you are, as long as you're not driving, go ahead and close your eyes. We'll take our ignited awareness pause. You can take your middle finger and start tapping on the center of your forehead, igniting your intuition, and then start to focus on your breath, breathing into the count of four, and then breathing out to the count of four, Samavritti breath. Breathing in for the count of four. And then breathing out for the count of four. Noticing where your breath is entering you. And then open your eyes. Notice any feedback that your body gave you. And you can do this throughout your day. Welcome back. My guest today is Billy Ward. We were discussing our path and our journey to where we are today. And Billy asked me, what got me here? And I'll just, I'll just very briefly say, you know, for a long time I was sick and I kind of sought out other ways to heal and I found yoga and Ayurveda. Mm. And so I'm very passionate about sharing those and how they've helped me. Mm, Wonderful. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, when I was on my second round of um, yoga teacher training, I really loved learning about the koshas and the kleshas and that unpeeling the layers of yourself and how so much of it is our ego and how it starts in our head and in our mind. And I was wondering if you could, you know, discuss a little bit about that, because I know that you also did counseling for many years and you were a teacher, um, a theologist, a theologian. Theology teacher, and um, I've been teaching mindfulness for the last five years, but I've been teaching, this is my 25th year teaching. Um, which has been... Wow, that's a long time. So yes, you can dive deep into this subject. (laughs) Pretty wild. Um, So uh, I just want to be clear what you're asking, Christine, just the the mind-body connection. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing for me when I learned about the cliches and the... That, the, that really has to do, we'll just make it very simple, the ego, because that, that subject can be ours and, and we don't have that long. So we'll just talk about the ego and how the ego plays such a huge part in 
um, healing and the stories that we tell ourselves and how those stories change from, you know, our childhood, one person can see you having this wonderful childhood and you can think that you had this wonderful childhood and, and, but in your childhood, you could have felt one way, say like, I, I felt my value came from my beauty. I didn't feel smart enough. And it took me a long time to know that that was not true. Nobody in my family ever said that. I was loved so much for, for other reasons. But as I got older, I understood that was the story that I was telling myself. And when I did my yoga teacher training, I came to understand these things happen because of the kleshas, the ego, and how that mind is so strong and powerful. And so I guess my question to you is, how do we dive deep in unpeeling our ego in the most simple way? Mm. Thank you for clarifying and, and thank you for sharing also. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to un unpack there, um, tons. And uh it's it's interesting, you know, starting off this this show with you tonight and going back to our roots and, and with my mother and father. And um, one of the things that I what I, I unpacked personally um, and and this didn't really happen until I'm saying like five, seven years ago where I awakened to this idea like. Um, from the outside, it looked like I had had a lot of good things going on, you know, as a youngster, good grades, um, good, good student athlete, um, oldest of four children. My mom and dad were married um, at the time. We had a golden retriever, you know, the white picket fence like. Uh, and as a very young child, I, I developed this idea, um, me, me. And there were some environmental factors. My my grandmother just died. She was like my unconditional loving grandmother. My mom was uh, breastfeeding my brother and my dad was going to school. So I was like, when grandma died, it was like, where's all the attention? And it was a little environmentally, but also like in my own mind, I, I learned pretty quickly that I I felt that I had to do great things to be loved. Mm get good grades. And and then what happens is for me and my ego, I, I did well as a student and I started doing well in sports and I got a lot of attention. And I was like, I, you see, Ooh, <laughs> you got actually, like this theory was like being confirmed. And now I didn't awaken to this crazy ass equation until like 10 years ago when I was going deep um, with some of my teachers and really looking at uh, the narrative um, that, that I created so that I could release that narrative and to understand, well, that, um, that just isn't true. Um, right. and, and some of that kind of came through personally from, from being a dad. Mm. Um, and sometimes I'll have my sons in my, in my car, especially when they were younger. Um, but like, you have a lot of really sacred time in the car. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of uh, those rear view conversations, right? In the rear view mirror. And a lot of times I found myself telling my sons, do you, do you realize how much I love you? Mm -hmm. 
Like, you don't have to do anything to earn my love. And it was kind of getting almost like redundant. Like I just, and I, I, I don't just tell my guys, I love, I love them. I, I like, this is such a blessing being a dad. Like, and it's hard as hell sometimes <laughs> truth be told. Um, but in this process of being a dad and working with some of my teachers and talking to my dad while he was still alive about some of the theories that I created, I was like, dad, I, I love my sons for no reason at all. They don't have to do anything to, to earn that love. I know, I know as a young adult, I need to start reflecting that love back to me, not in a egoic sense, like, Hey, Christine, right. look at me, but I, I need to be responsible for filling up my tank so that I could show up fully as myself with the confidence to know that I don't need to do anything to earn Christine's love mm-hmm. or anybody else's love. Right. Um, I already belong. And if by any chance you disagree with me, I'm not going to take that personally. Um, that's not going to be my problem that I'm going to kind of take on. Now, I'm human and, and sometimes I might be heard or, oh, why'd they say that? Um, but the, the truth and the, and the core that I'm really comfortable with when I'm in that knowing place is I am loved and I belong. And I, I think for... For a lot of people, um, not just you and I, right? Um, as you said so eloquently, we create these narratives um, for ourselves that a lot of times depend on something outside of ourselves. Um, my good friend who's a life coach, um, his name is Joe. He, he always says, hey, change, change your story, change your life. Mm-hmm. Change, change your story, change your life. Um, and so being at the school, kind of bring it back to your question for the last 25 years, um, one of the most um, most important things that I do at the school is I run a retreat um, where I take about 50, 60 guys away a couple times a year. It's called Kairos. Mm-hmm. The Greek uh, retreat, or it's a Greek word for the word God's timing, spiritual timing. Um, and what I've witnessed um, on this retreat, I think is emblematic of kind of the invitation to us all really, where guys are in a safe, sacred environment where they are led by some of their peers that I work with uh, prior to the retreat for a couple of weeks. But the environment is created that is so safe and warm and loving that it gives guys a, a chance to kind of talk about things that they might not talk about um, in the locker room or on the bus ride to the game. Or maybe it's like those things, Christine, where we all have these ideas as young people and even as adults. Like if I share these parts of myself, um, you might run out of the room or you might judge me um, or you might laugh at me. And in a controlled environment on a retreat, what I've done is you, you create the environment that's safe and loving uh, for people to be vulnerable and authentic. And what they're experiencing is when, when I open up this part to myself, I don't need to stay there for hours, but, but I can give people a peek in. And what happens is I'm going to give people more of an opportunity to love on me, to receive me and to connect with me because the story I might be sharing might be very similar. Maybe the context is different, uh, but maybe at the core of what I'm experiencing in terms of um, feeling like I don't belong or struggling because um, I don't fit in. Like um, we've all experienced those, those parts of our humanness Mm -hmm. and, 
when I see people courageously being vulnerable, either on a retreat or um, at a meeting or at a lunch or a radio show, um, I'm seeing like a freedom kind of also manifest that gives them the chance to kind of lovingly be themselves um, and learn in, in the process that I don't know that I have to hide things any anymore. Um, I I I think actually the being more open feels better than like, hey, let me let me keep this from you because if you found this out, Christine, this is the doozy that's going to kind of send you over. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you're discarded. Yeah, that's the worst feeling, you know. That and and but the truth of the matter is, if I'm feeling something or you're feeling something somebody else is also feeling it, you know? So it's a gift if we can share our story and we can connect in that way. And, and I, you know, I've heard about your retreats and I have personally have friends that their sons have been on them. And I, you know, it, there's so many beautiful things that were said. Mm. And I, I want to just share with you, I, um, I do work, I teach some workshops and one of them is a visioning workshop. And in the visioning workshop, we write a letter. And the way that I got the idea of the letter to my, to ourself is from the retreats that you've had and mm. that the, the boys would write a letter and I loved the idea of it so much because sometimes we don't get to say nice things to ourselves or we don't do, we just don't do it because it's not considered normal or right. something that we do. And so to have that beautiful space is, I mean, it's just so, it's such a, a beautiful thing that you do with them. And um, I just... I love it. And thank you. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate that. Um, you know, the, the retreat itself and, and I think too, you know, with the, the spiritual work that maybe I've been involved with, um, I've been so blessed to be a part of this program and I I've learned a lot more than I've given, um, mm. to, to the program. And I think also too, it's almost similar to, um, my experience with football, mm. you know, um, I, I, I went on like one of the first retreats run at, at, at the school that I teach at. And I knew from in the experience, like within the experience, I'm like, I, I think I need to be a part of this and, and not like I need to be a part of it, but like there was a, a good friend of mine. Um, and there just, there was, a, there was a missing piece. Like it needed to be a yin yang male, female approach, like mother, father kind of thing. And I remember at the end kind of committing to, to my friend and to the program. Um, but it was similar to kind of like football. It was like, here, take take this and lead, lead this. Um, mm -hmm. And the opportunity and the timing was so perfect. I'm not like a rah-rah person, um, but I have a lot of energy. And mm -hmm. the opportunity came and really gave me an opportunity to not only lead with love, but also pay really close attention to like my my own development 
um, because of some, some, somewhat because of the responsibility that I felt I had to the young men uh, that were coming through, but also the faculty, uh, both men and women, um, to create a space that um, would really allow them to experience this equation of kind of stepping into the unknown, being vulnerable, sharing things that we wouldn't normally share. And then because of the safety of being on a retreat, um, the truth is sometimes people are going to judge you and sometimes people are going to point fingers. We need to get, we need to get over that. Um, but a lot of times people will receive you and they will catch you and they will love on you more. Um, and they will see a piece of themselves in you. Um, and then when we feel that connection, like to see the quiet junior in high school on the third night of the retreat, walking around, like he's a free bird, like on his toes, smiling, knowing that he belongs and knowing that he's loved, like that's a real high, mm -hmm. um, to be able to really see that. And then, hear about like what comes. I'm like, yeah, it's a four day experience, but we're planting seeds that should last a lifetime. You know, I, I want you to be able to go home and relate to your mom, or I want you to be able to tell your dad that you love them. Or I want you to take care of somebody next year when you're away at college, who's having a, a tough time with the, you know, being homesick or, or whatever. Um, or I want you to be courageous enough to be able to ask somebody for help when you need it, you mm -hmm. know? So this is, it's the Kairos, um, really it's just to focus on relationships you know uh, that relationship that we're talking about that you have with yourself um, yeah. that mind body soul connection it's soul nourishing it sounds like you know it's yeah yeah most definitely most definitely it's beautiful um thank you so much for telling us about it for we sure. are going to take another short break and we will be right back Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Ignited Goddess offers a professional and personalized eight-week radiant health course designed for women. This online course consists of custom-designed modules based on the principles of Ayurveda and yoga with an emphasis on mind, body, and soul to support well-being and a healthy lifestyle. Clients are rewarded with a renewed sense of beauty and life-changing results. Participants in the course meet twice a week online in a group environment. The program starts with personal one-on-one -on -one individual consultation with each client. Each weekly course offers creative building blocks to strengthen a healthy foundation towards better health and well-being. For more information on Ignited Goddess and details regarding the Radiant Health course, visit ignitedgoddess.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. 
You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Ignited Goddess with Christine Duraki. Have a question for Christine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Ignited Goddess Show. I'm your host, Christine Duraki. Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening. Today, my guest is Billy Ward. And we were going to talk about the subject of the similarities of Christianity and yoga and the differences. And I know it's a really big uh, question and topic, but if we could just maybe touch on that a little bit, Billy, what do you think? Yeah, no, I would love to. Um, you know, for, for me, Christine, um, a, a lot of my theology runs through um, my relationship with Jesus. And um, I actually don't don't mind sharing this. Um, I I theorize that um, I I think Jesus likely spent some time in India. Um, there are um, there there are a lot of mis- there's a, some missing years um, in, in terms of the texts that are available to to us around where Jesus was between the ages of like nineteen and twenty four. Um, and I've peeked, I've peeked around. <laughs> um, I've asked some questions probably in places that I probably shouldn't ask questions. Um, but I, I think he might've been in India, um, in, in the far East area in India and, and studying with, with teachers, uh, with yoga teachers, um, studying Sanskrit. Um, for, for me, um, Jesus was a yogi. Um, he, he, um, he practiced all the branches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, I feel, uh, for one of my teachers recently said to me, um, which I really, I, I kind of want to just adopt this idea, just said, you know, a, a lot of what I do, um, in my own practices, I just want to connect to the divine and, and to that divine part of myself. And when I do, it kind of changes everything. Um, even, even a lot of the breath work that I do or uh, guide, really the, the simple intention is to open your heart. Um, and I think we know in the, in the field of wellness and, and really every human being, when we lean into love and learn to see more with eyes of love, it, it colors everything. Mm-hmm. It, it colors the softness that, that we have towards ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it colors the way we are with other people, even when they're coming up short. Um, and so for, for me, like, uh, Christianity and yoga, um, in terms of my own Christianity, which is centered on my relationship with Jesus, um, it's, in, it's in perfect unison and alignment. Um, it's, it's, it's about self-love. Uh, it's about love of others. It's about love of spirit, mm-hmm. uh, connecting your, your, your breath with your body and movement, um, I also really love um, just the communal aspect of, of it as well. Um, there's a big difference for me in terms of like practicing yoga on my own in the woods 
um, although it's really beautiful, but uh, being in a room with other people. Um, yeah, getting everyone's energy. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's really communal and, and really powerful. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think Jesus was a yogi and um, he probably had a really darn good practice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the meditation and uh, the asanas and the breath work, um, that, that to me is like uh, a puzzle piece that, that fits very, very nicely um, together. Yeah. And I, I do feel like the yamas and the niyamas are very parallel to the, the Ten Commandments. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like there are so many similarities. I know there are big differences as well, but um, there are beautiful similarities. Yeah. Yeah. The yamas and the niyamas, uh, I, I love I just love the simplicity of those, um, mm-hmm. you know, and definitely there's a, a lot of accordance with uh, the Ten Commandments and, and the simplicity of those as well. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yes, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what would be some words of wisdom? Do you have any words of wisdom or something that you would tell your younger self? I always like to ask my guests that. Yeah, Um I think it kind of goes along the lines of what we've been talking about, really. Um, you are, I, I think my younger self is like, I just want, I want my younger self to know that, that you are loved mm. just as you are. Um, as you are. You don't have to do big things to earn, earn big love, you know? Um, and, and maybe similar to, to your audience, you know, um, you are loved. Yeah. I, I just, I find, you know, in my own experience spiritually, in in my experience as a therapist, as a retreat guide or, or whatever, um, it all kind of comes down to this relationship you have with yourself and the invitation that we have to really engage in a way that is loving and healthy. And if we're doing that... <laughs> Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of a lot of those other things kind of fall fall into place, um, and I'm, I'm somewhat still even in awe uh, of how it's most of our issues return to to that space this this lack of self love and um, so to the younger people to my youngest self um one of my teachers recently said she's like I, I just want to honor my seven year old self and I was like wow that's a brilliant that's a brilliant statement right there. Like, yeah, like I, I want to honor my seven and eight year old self too. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, if there's words of wisdom, it's, it's, you are loved. Um, mm. You, you are loved and uh, you matter. Um, yeah. You belong. Um, They're all really good. Yeah. Yeah. Just for being alive, just for being here. Right. You matter. Yeah. And like, you know, Gary V always says, like, do you know how lucky we are to be alive? And like, you could have been born a tree. And I'm like, I love trees, you know. <laughs> you know? Um, but like, yeah, with with minds and hearts and to be able to be uh, thoughtful. I think, too, also, you know, uh, especially this day and age, I want to encourage people to think outside the box, you know. You, 
you have a life in front of you, like a blank canvas. And, and sometimes even as adults, I think we fall into like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's like, according to who and why? Like, um, you know, I, I, we had some friends over last night and we're, we're celebrating, um, sharing what we're celebrating. And um, this woman decided to take a woodworking class and she's going to start working with wood and start building altars. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> that's not what I want to do. You know, um, I've always wanted to do the pottery thing. Haven't, yeah, me too, actually. Haven't quite got there, you know. It's like after seeing Ghost uh, back in like, <laughs> 1983 or whatever it came One out. One of the best movies. Totally, totally. Uh, coming back to guide, right? <laughs> like here's full <laughs> circle. Um, but uh, yeah, like, like we're here on this earth, you know. There's like, this is a pretty wild playground we're, we're living in. Um, I want to also, I guess, uh, as we're talking, just encourage people to play. Yeah, play. Mm -hmm. And and think about why you're doing it rather than how it's going to happen, I think, is a, is a huge thing. You know, like yeah. just saying, okay, we want to do the pottery. Who knows? It could happen in a week because somebody's having a class and we're both going to be at it. You know, like we don't have to figure it all out. Right. That's... <laughs> I'm taking like a deep breath as you say that because like <laughs> like sometimes right it's a, isn't it human nature to want to try to figure it all out mm -hmm. um, and and it's powerful to leave some of that up to spirit you know um, it's fun too sometimes yeah and, and scary show me too. show me what you got <laughs> totally surprise me surprise yeah. Mm. You know, I love when I'm able to live in that space. It's not always easy though, because you know you have to. Sometimes you want to have a plan. Sometimes you want to know what's going to happen. And but I love when I can live in that space of, yeah, show me what's going to happen. Give me some fun, you know. Yeah, no, I I love that space too. And and sometimes the reality is that you know you, you got to pay the mortgage when the mortgage yeah. is due. You gotta. <laughs> You got to right. put gas in your car and, and, and right. stuff like that. And so it's sometimes buy the good organic food. What's up? I said, and buy the good organic food. Right. Right. <laughs> um, it, it matters, you know? Um, but like, how do how do you like gracefully have like one, one foot in that world and, you know, one foot in this, in this other world that we're talking about. So you can kind of like figure out a way to kind of live live gracefully in both worlds uh at the same time because of you know um i i gotta drive my kid and pick him up tonight or you know yeah. I, I have to feed them or like the lunches in the morning like like <laughs> these things have to happen you know right the um, word melding just happened came to my mind no meld it all together right 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 um but yeah, as we're talking, there's a way to do it with, you know, um, with grace and with love and with awareness, that kind of. And lots of yoga and breathing. Tons of yoga, <laughs> tons of breathing. Um, I really, I, you know, especially the last five years, the breath has become so powerful um, of a tool for me. And um, I think I remember reading um, The Power of Now. Mm. Um, by Eckhart Tolle, and he was kind of laughing about how he loves being online. Mm -hmm. um, 
and it's been a little while since I read the book, but I, I remember being like, I, I'm one of those people. I, I don't like being online, like <laughs> make me wait. And I started like using alliance as exercise to breathe. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm in the bank and I'm online and I'm, and I've got a really kind of weird smile on my face and people might, you know, like, not that I really care so much, um, but people might, I think I might know something that, you know, I'm actually just breathing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm taking a moment to take a, I don't know what you called it, a, an ignited goddess break, like Oh, the pause, those, yeah. <laughs> those really matter. Like yeah, they it's, do matter. It's so yeah. hallmarky or cheesy. And mm-hmm. it's like, the, that actually really matters mm-hmm. when you do, when you take moments like that to kind of pause and say, I got some, I got a responsibility and some ownership to how I, how I show up to these other things. Yeah. And a freedom to really choose. Right. Well, we um, are going to be wrapping up our show and I want to make sure the guests know how to find you and your new um, location that you have with Julie, the spirit house. So let's, can we tell our guests how to find you and everything? Yeah, uh, probably the best way to find me is online on uh, social media, Instagram, uh, I am Billy Ward or um, Spirit House is a wellness studio uh, that my partner Julie and I um, started um, humbly in our backyard this past summer um, because that's where we started. And uh, it's kind of my favorite part of the story. So um, and we didn't even get to that. Oh. I know, I know. I, I'd be all excited talking about what we were doing and people like, where's your thing? And I'm like, it's in our backyard. Um, anyway, we've landed in a studio in Livingston. Um, and uh, there, there too, you can find us on social media, Instagram or Facebook. It's Spirit House. The H is an 11. Um, and people can certainly feel, feel free to stop by the studio for some breath work. Uh, we have an unbelievable um, team of master yoga teachers, uh, vinyasa, hatha, and yin. Um, And we do community circles, which is um, really an opportunity for people to kind of show up and be real with one another. And then a bunch of other events, like uh, we had a curtain on Friday night, uh, beautiful devotional singing to God. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. I I was, it was so joyous and joyful. Um, and just fun. It just it reminded me of Coldplay, and I and I probably couldn't oh speak to it prior to experiencing it, but I, it was really a beautiful experience. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of where people can find me these days. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. It was so wonderful having you. And you can um, find me at ignitedgoddess.com. And I'd love to hear from you. So please contact me at ignitedgoddess.com. And next week, we will have Dr. Jamil back for the second round. Um, so bring your questions. Until then, breathe love in, breathe love out. Let it flow in your mind, your body, and your soul. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Ignited Goddess. We hope you've learned a lot. Join us next week for another informative and empowering episode.